Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mormonish. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And you may be wondering why I'm holding this huge wad of cash. Well, that has to do with our topic today. There has been a lot of intrigue and interest in church finances over the last couple of weeks, hasn't there, Landon? <laughs> there certainly has, and uh, that that's just a small representative of what they are, what yeah. kind of money we're talking about. This so. is nada. This is nothing. Nothing <laughs> at all. So, why don't you, Landon, tell us a little bit what's been going on, and then we'll get into the topic of today's Mormonish. Sure. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna read this. It's the SEC's um, uh, order of what happened, and I wanted to read it because it's probably the most uh, accurate. You'll, you you see a lot of things in Desert News and Salt Lake Tribune, but this is the actual SEC saying what uh, what occurred. Uh, this is February 21st uh, of, of this year. Uh, the the Securities and Exchange Commission today announced charges against Ensign Peak Advisors Inc a nonprofit entity operated by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to manage the church's investments for failing to file forms that would have disclosed the church's equity investments and for instead filing forms for shell companies that obscured the church's portfolio and misstated Ensign Peak's control over church's investment decisions. The SEC also announced charges against the church for causing these violations. To settle the charges, Ensign Peak agreed to pay a $4 million penalty, and the church agreed to pay a $1 million penalty. The SEC's order finds that from 1997 through 2019, Ensign Peak failed to file Forms 13F, the forms on which investment managers are required to disclose the value of certain securities they manage. According to the order, the church was concerned that disclosure of its portfolio, which by 2018 grew to approximately $32 billion, would lead to negative consequences. To obscure the amount of the church's portfolio and with the church's knowledge and approval, Ensign Peak created 13 shell LLCs ostensibly with locations throughout the U.S. and filed Forms 13F in the names of these LLCs rather than in Ensign Peak's name. The order finds that Ensign Peak maintained investment discretion over all relevant securities, that it controlled the shell companies and that it directed nominee business managers, most of whom were employed by the church, to sign the commission filings. The Shell LLC Forms 13F misstated, among other things, that the LLCs had sole investment and voting discretion over the securities. In reality, the SEC's order finds Ensign Peak retained control over all investments and voting decisions. We allege, that being the SEC, that the LDS church's investment manager, with the church's knowledge, went to great lengths to avoid disclosing the church's investments, depriving the commission and the investing public of accurate market information, said Gerber S. Gruel, director of the SEC's Division of Enforcement. The requirement to form timely, to file timely and accurate information on, for, on Form 13F applies to all institutions, investment managers, including nonprofit and charitable organizations. So that's what's happening, uh, and we want to talk a little bit about that today and uh, people's reaction to it, uh, especially Absolutely. what are our TBM friends saying about this? <laughs> exactly, because basically, in a nutshell, it means that in order to conceal that vast amount of money, which if members knew about, it might make them give them pause in, does the church really need my tithing? They created false companies, uh, like a false front, um, and pretended 
um, that the money was divided up into those companies. And I just found out this just a few days ago, the money was never even moved into those companies. I had thought money had been moved into them and they were just operating separately. No, there was no money. There was nothing. It literally was just on paper. And I'm watching a documentary on Bernie Madoff right now on Netflix. And basically all he did was print out fake statements and create mountains and mountains of false paperwork. And I can't help but see the parallels. It's well, pretty I, overwhelming. I, I think uh, I've, I saw this described, I think it was a TikTok uh, earlier this week that someone described it, and I thought it was a perfect description. Uh, those of us who grew up in the, in the 90s remember Enron uh, and the Enron scandal. Uh, basically, what Enron was doing was Enron was creating shell companies, and then they were moving their debt into the shell companies so, they, so that the parent company looked like it didn't have as many losses as it really did. It all existed in the shell companies. The church is doing exactly the same thing, but for the opposite reason. They're not hiding debt. They're hiding accumulation. They're saying, we want to hide all this wealth that we're making, so we're going to create shell companies, and we're going to we're going to move the, the money into those shell companies so it doesn't look like we have as much money as we do. And so it's no different than what Enron did. It was just for the opposite reason. Right. And when you say move money on paper, again, on nothing paper. was really moving. That's <laughs> and the correct. thing that I kept thinking is the church is so into proxy, right? This is absolutely it. Everything <laughs> is proxy. It's not real. It's done for and in behalf of this massive fund that they have. So probably a lot of you have already heard the details of what happened. And if you haven't, you can look more into that. But what we were curious about here on Mormonish was, um, I think we know what most post-Mormons uh, think about this. They've been pretty vocal. But how are faithful members of the church dealing with this information? Of course, maybe some haven't even followed it or even thought about it. But um, we sort of went out, there's anecdotal uh, evidence. We talked to family members and friends, kind of what we heard. We looked at various uh, faithful subs and Facebook groups just to kind of see, why don't we put up our first slides? What are the faithful members? What do they think? What is their take? Are they concerned? Do they even think twice about it? What are they saying to themselves and to others to make this okay? <laughs> so basically the SEC ruling what do faithful members think? And again, this is kind of data mined from just various sites where members are discussing it and also kind of what we've heard in our neighborhoods and with family and friends. So mm -hmm. um, we have a series of slides and each of them are based on quotes and things, statements that we've read from people. So we kind of aggregated it all together to kind of come up with the top. What do we have? Like nine, nine yeah, things that we're hearing, kind of explanations for this scenario to make it okay. And, and I want to add in here uh, the importance of reading more than one source, because if you go to the Deseret News or KSL's version of this, it is very watered down and it they, they give all the excuses for why this happened and leave a lot of the real information out uh, so that someone who just gets their news from Deseret News or the church news or the uh, KSL, they're not going to see what, you know, the far deeper explanations of this. The biggest thing I saw right off the bat was, you know, they said, oh, the church, as soon as the church realized this in 2019, they started working with the SEC to, to work this out and to, well, they failed to mention that the whistleblower uh, incident that happened just before that, where a, a member of uh, of Ensign Peak 
actually went to the SEC and said, what they're doing is not wrong. And he blew the whistle. And you remember he's left the church now and, and had to, uh, I'm, I'm sure if he hasn't been excommunicated, they certainly want to excommunicate him for exposing this. And there was no mention of the whistleblower report. They made it sound almost like, you know, the church, uh, as soon as they became aware, well, they were aware of this right from the start, all the way from the start of the fund. They just were exposed in 2019. Right. And that's when they started working with the SEC. Right. Once the public became aware, and that was due to a whistleblower, then it was no longer under wraps and it had to be ad addressed. But you're absolutely right. The news source matters. And there are certain wiggle words that you can use and certain word uh, news sources that don't even give the full picture. And so a lot of these um, excuses that we're going to talk about today, these members may may not even really have read the SEC ruling. They really may not understand what's going on. So that being said, that's so let's go to our first one. And I don't okay. think these are in any particular order. This was a really unusual one. Matthew 6, to give your alms in secret. What did you think of this one, Landon? I saw this a couple times. Yeah, this this one I saw several times and people said, oh, the church was just following the, the scriptures and giving in secret like we're admonished to do in the Bible in Matthew chapter six. Therefore, what they were doing was perfectly okay. Uh, the problem with that is Matthew chapter six is regarding the person giving the alms, not the organization receiving the alms. There was no giving at all here. They took the givings, they took the alms, and they invested them into corporations. And so this wasn't giving, this was investing of the alms that some poor widow did give in secret. And the thing that really gets me on this is, when was the last time that the uh, church gave anything in secret? Uh, there's a press release on everything. When the church gives $10 million to the NCAA, to the, to the uh, NCAAP, However you it's, say it, NAACP, yeah, it's, right. <laughs> yes, it's it's on every single uh, church website. Uh, it's on all the news publications. When they when when they give money to a hurricane relief or the Turkish uh, thing, I saw just, re you know, they gave $5 million to the Turkish Relief Fund. That isn't giving in secret. That would be the alms that you should be giving in secret. But when they're investing their funds, they're not giving any information of where that's going. And it's interesting in the last general conference, they actually started because of all the uh, backlash they've been getting, they, they, they gave an actual number of how much they gave and reported that they'd given $1 billion in service or in, in aid, humanitarian aid last year. Well, that, that is not giving in secret. They, they announced it, which is fine. The thing they didn't announce is how much they had brought in, which was six billion additional, because they knew if they announced that we gave one billion, but we brought in six billion, people would say, what happened to the other five billion? Right. Well, this is what happened to the other five billion. It was invested into this fund. Yeah, no, I think that's true. And, and some of the people that were using this Matthew 6, it almost gave me the sense that they knew there should have been more giving. It was very disproportional. And they thought perhaps in a very hopeful way, I bet they're giving more. We just don't know about it. I bet they're following that. And they're they're really giving so much and they're just not telling us. But you're absolutely right, Landon. They would tell somebody if they gave them a shoelace, there would be a press release on it. Church gives shoelace. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that, but I think this is a very creative workaround in your mind to think this must maybe be what's happening. 
thought it was creative. You, you have to justify it somehow when yeah. you believe that you're that you're tithing money, as I believed when I gave my tithing money that it was going for a good cause, yeah. not as an investment in in Johnson and Johnson and Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So what else do we have? Okay, our next one is that it was just a small clerical error. A small and, clerical error. And and it's easy to justify this one because you, they're talking about forms. You know, they're saying they didn't form, they didn't file the correct form 13F. Uh, why do we file a form 13F and who's supposed to file the form 13F? Anyone could make this mistake. I've made a mistake when I'm filing my taxes. I got the wrong form. Of course, this happens in large corporations. This isn't just a small clerical error. The, and that's why the church was fined for it, not just uh, in some peak, but the church, because the church, as you as we read in the SEC filing, the church knew that what they were doing, they specifically asked for the this fund to be broken into smaller 13 F's because the whole purpose of the 13 F is so that the SEC knows who is controlling all of this money. And the public knows who is controlling all of this money. You think about the stock market and, and let's think about what would happen. You know, at the time, 2018, they said 32 billion. I believe it's over a hundred billion at, at this I'm point. Sure. It may be less than that now with the with the recent turn in the in the downturn in the markets. But think about that. You have, let's say, let's say a hundred billion dollars. You have a hundred billion dollars in the stock market. And it's all controlled by a 98-year-old man who one day wakes up in the middle of the night, turns on his pen, and says, I've had a dream. The Savior is coming tomorrow. We need to sell everything, convert it to gold. He wants his money when he comes. When $100 billion gets pulled out of the stock market, that's going to cause a run on the stock market. It's going to crash, and nobody knows who pulled the money out or who no, controls all this money consequences. that's coming. That's that's a global. It's disaster. a global event. Yeah, a global event, absolutely. And and by breaking it into thirteen smaller companies, now it looks like thirteen small, thirteen other companies are pulling all their money yeah. out of the stock market, which would even further cause people to make a run on the stock market. Now that may yeah. be a you know a big. Oh, what, you know, what's, that's not going to happen. But, you know, we were told the money was here for the Savior second coming. So right. if that's what it was really here for, then why wouldn't that happen? But the it, bottom it line happen. is that the, the public needs to know who is investing this money so yeah. that they so that the stock market can't be manipulated. And that applies. Yeah. This doesn't apply to just the church. It applies yeah. to every company. And what the church did is they kept all the money in the the. The, the fund that they had, they kept all 32 billion was all kept under Ensign Peak Advisors. Yeah. They controlled the money. They created companies, but they never moved the money into the companies. No, and they I just never... learned that. That was yeah. shocking to me. I really thought that they had broken it up into 13 and moved a portion to each one and they're operating, which is dicey in its own. But to find out they never moved the money, that I was shocked. And, and and to and to not move the money, they not only did they not move the money, but they uh, when, when you create these companies, those companies have to have oversight of that money. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and and they never did that. In fact, they put they put people, names of managers over those who we learned were people who did not have a presence on social media, 
They had common names like Joe Smith or something like that. that <laughs> Sam uh, Brown, people, something like that, yes, right? They were chosen people, because their name was inconsequential. So nobody could really follow who this person was. Who they, exactly, who they could track. And then they had those people signing these forms where the people claimed, yes, I have control of this money when they never had control of the money. And these were all church members, yeah. active church members, and several of them, at least two, I have one, yeah. one report I had said three of these yeah, people I heard three. quit after they yeah. found out uh, that once the whistleblower came out and they realized what they were involved in. And oftentimes Ensign Peak would forge their um, signature on these forms to turn them in. So this was not a clerical error. This was a yeah. deliberate effort to deceive the SEC as to how much money the church actually had in these in these uh, accounts. And that's why they not only went after uh, the, the EPA, and but they the also EPA. went after the church and find the church itself. Right. And the other thing I read is that when these managers, these 13 people that were not managing at all, but on paper, they were the manager. The only thing they were given to sign was a signature page. Now that's a huge red flag. You don't yes, ever they, sign. They weren't a given the reports page. of the funds. They were only yeah, given they, the signature page. Correct. Yeah, they yeah. knew nothing. So that that alone, and, and these quotes that I read from from faithful Mormons, they're like, yeah, all that happened is that the SEC wanted more of an aggregated uh, report. They wanted the whole amount, and instead, mistakenly, they were given you know these individual you know reports of the thirteen, and that if you dig even a little bit into it, if you actually read the SEC report right away it becomes obvious that that is is not what happened at all so and and it's important to note that you know and we'll get to this but the epa is owned and operated by the church yes. it is yes. it, it has this name for investment but con complete decision making is made by the church yeah for this so yeah Okay. That's a good one. Ooh, next one. Yeah, just like you were saying, shoot the messenger. The SEC is corrupt. Why are we believing them? I saw that several times on different message boards and subs where they said, you can't trust them. They're out to get us. What do you think about that? Yeah, this is this is just, uh, you know, the standard uh, LDS, we're the, we're the victims and, the, you know, the government's bad and it's, they're going after freedom of religion. And, uh, you know, this, the, the church doesn't just play this game with, with the SEC and with government regulation. They do it with anything. Uh, uh, you know, the whistleblower, they went, they would go after and, and say, you know, well, he was a dissatisfied employee who was trying to get revenge. And, uh, you know, the same thing happens to people who bring up problems with the church itself, Sam Young and others yeah. who, they shoot the messenger and then yeah. they change after the fact. And that's exactly what they're doing here. And we, we all have seen the, the different uh, very conservative groups within the church that will say the government's corrupt and that the church will one day run the church, run the government and step in and save them. And that's just an offshoot of this. And it's just, it's just ridiculous. The SEC is there to manage, find, to manage, to make sure people can't control the market, to make sure it's a fair trading for everybody. And of course, it has its problems, just like every organization uh, has its problems in, in oversight. Uh, but in this case, uh, they were they were following the law. They were they were applying the law and and the church got caught breaking. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. And it's interesting you would bring up um, anti-government sentiment. That's one of the reasons I had heard when I was a kid, even before there was this massive amount of money, you know, that someday the Mormon church and their resources would save the constitution, would save the government, maybe set up their own government. My parents were very orthodox and conservative, but there was that sense that whatever resources that the church was saving, it was to eventually save the constitution and things well, like that. Had you heard that before? Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that. And, and currently the church has more money than most nations do. Um, so they literally could set up their own government uh, yeah. at this point uh, with the amounts of money they have. Yeah, I, I think probably you could say they have more money than God, maybe. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I would agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's move to the next one then. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Um, there's a sentiment out there that once people realized that, yes, uh, the top officials of the church and the first presidency did have to sign off on this year after year after year, you know, they knew what was happening. And the only way to kind of justify that, because it couldn't be that they are doing anything wrong. It had to be that they are the victims of some unscrupulous lawyers and some bad legal advice. They had the wool pulled over their eyes. They did not see around the corner. This is this one to me is the worst one of all, because this is actually the one in the church's press release that they are hiding behind. They're saying they, they followed legal counsel. And, you know, you'll hear arguments that, well, what we did was legal um, uh, and we just didn't want to fight it. It was cheaper to settle than it was to fight it. Right. And, and 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 there's a case to be made for that if that's if that's the case, because we all know in giving taxes and stuff that there are some gray areas or what have you. The problem is they never moved the money to the companies. Mm -hmm. Therefore, what they were doing was was never legal to do anyway. They had to move the money to the other companies. In that case, they might have a leg to stand on to say, oh, these separate companies really did exist and they really work in control of the money. They never did that. They attempted to deceive the government to make it look like these companies had the money when they never had the money. And anyone who who, who states this has never had to deal, uh, in my opinion, has never had to deal with legal counsel because that's exactly what legal counsel is. They're counsel. Uh, in my job, whenever I have a legal issue that I go to my uh, to our corporate attorney over, the attorney does not make a decision for me. The, 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 the attorney does not tell me what to do. The attorney comes to me and he says, here's your options. Here's the pros and here's the cons. It's my decision. He just tells me the pluses or the minuses to each decision that I make. And then once I make a decision, his job is now to defend that decision or to find out how to do that decision legally. And that's exactly what the church's legal advisors would have done here. The church went to the EPA and said, we want you to hide this money. It's it's embarrassing how large this is. We do, and they even said this, we don't want our members to find out how much money we have. Or one, they'll try to follow our investment strategies, correct? <laughs> or two, they, uh, uh, it, 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 it looks bad. They'll stop giving tithing if they know yep. that we have these billions of dollars. And so we want you to hide it what are some legal options or what are some options we have to move this money? 
Well, in this case, we're told the first presidency went to them and said, we want you to create separate shell companies and, and divvy out this money. And their, their lawyers may have said, well, it is legal if you do this or that. Right. But the bottom line is the church did this. They instructed the EPA to do it. They knew exactly what they were doing, and they were trying to find uh, some legal loopholes in order to do it. And, and so uh, to say they got bad legal advice is, is just horrendous. And the worst part of this all is who got the, the bad legal advice? Who made these decisions? It, this was not uh, some church department head. Mm -mm. It states specifically it was the first presidency and the presiding bishopric that did this. And who is in, who are these men that are in there? Well, you've got uh, two, two of the main guys in here are Irene, who himself has a, a, a doctorate degree in business. Uh, in business, he ran the, uh, he, he was a, a professor at Stanford University he was the president of BYU-Idaho. Uh, he was a, a, a business. Uh, this is what he did. He taught right. the people who created his wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yes, this was exactly what yep. he did. And he was in the presiding bishopric before yep. he was in the first, uh, the first presidency, I believe. So he yep. has been controlling this fund for a long time. And he knows exactly what shell companies are. He knows exactly what they were doing. Uh, these are men who who are very knowledgeable in this. Who's the other member there? Uh, Oaks. Oaks was uh, a lawyer. He 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 taught at the University of Chicago. He said he helped found the J. Rubin uh, uh, Law School. The J. Rubin School Clark, yeah. at BYU. He was the professor of BYU. He was a Utah State Supreme Court justice, and he was nominated, or was a potential nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States. He has more legal knowledge than the lawyers advising him. So to say that they referred on bad legal advice, they knew what they were doing. They asked for these to be set up and then they directed the lawyers to find a way to make this look legal or be legal. And that's yeah. and they got caught uh, doing it. And they got caught. I know it's not a cart pulling a horse. That's not how it is. You, I think they have this image in their heads that, you know, this whole team of scary lawyers marched into the church office building, confronted the poor elderly first presidency and told them this is what has to happen. Well, that is not what happens at all. And I've actually asked several of my friends that are lawyers, RFM being one of them. And they're like, no, no, uh, the, the request comes from the client. They tell you what they would like to have happen or how can this happen or what can you develop to make this happen and then the legal team takes over from there and they give you what you want basically so and they signed off on it over and over year after year so and, and i could buy off on this if it was the catholic church because the leaders of the catholic church are actually uh you know paid clergy, clergy. yeah they're clergy they're not <laughs> yeah, lawyers not and business uh people but you right. look at the LDS church, it's crammed full of lawyers and business yeah. people at the top. Yeah. Uh, so it, for the LDS church to get caught doing this, it, it's it's their culture. But business and business leaders and lawyers in charge of it and build a giant fund. And that's yeah. what they did. 
That's it. Yeah. This is one of the most, uh, the most popular ones I hear is that, oh, they're just, they're victims. They're victims. They weren't able to see it. They were taken advantage of and they were given bad advice and they got caught. So, and again, this is, this is yes. what the church itself is selling right now, that that's what happened. You know, yeah. it was bad legal advice, just like when they got caught on the hotline, you know, oh, that was our lawyers handling that. It's not yeah. us. We're not responsible. Why they throw those law Maybe that's why they have Curtin McConkey on retainer. They throw those lawyers every day under the bus on different things. <laughs> Exactly. You don't exactly. want to be a lawyer. For and the, the beautiful part of that is they can claim uh, attorney client privilege and yeah. none of the decision sure. making can be brought on un under any uh, yep. microscope to, to, to look at. So. Yeah, that's it. All right. Another big one that I've heard and you've probably heard too is, okay, this is not the church that got the fine. It's this company that I don't think is really associated with the church. It's called Ensign Peak Advisor. It's not my church. What's wrong with that argument? Yeah. Um, go to the, go to Ensign Peak Advisors and tell them that you want to make a, uh, that you want them to invest your money as wisely as they've invested the church's uh, money. And you'll find that you won't be allowed to because they do not represent anyone but the church. They are a sole entity owned by the church. Complete decision-making power is held by the church. Uh, so yes, they have a money manager uh, and, and they have the license to, to do this, but all decision-making is held at the first presidency and the presiding bishopric. Uh, it, it, it's not, it, the, the money, money management decisions are not made by the, the managers of EPA. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And the first presidency, they have to sign. Like every, the EPA cannot operate on its own without authorization from the church. So that tells you right there. And also I think their missions are completely aligned. I mean, what happened when the whistleblower came out, the, the, the manager came running out of the building and said, no, this money is for when the savior comes back. So that's right there in line with the church's um, idea and, you know, their purpose that we're doing we saw, for the second uh, coming. We saw the shell companies that they were church members who controlled all yeah. of the all of the uh, money. If these were sec, if these were separate entities, one you wouldn't be able to hire just LDS people. Uh, if you're a you know a, a business uh, that's you know conducting business in this way, you you would have to open it up to everybody. But every it it, it was clearly church employees who were doing the signing without any knowledge of what uh, yeah. they were signing or what they were running. Yeah. Uh, and the other interesting thing I read is that these companies, their addresses were listed all over the United States, yet they really operated from the, the church broke people that were signing the signature page. Everybody was in Utah. Yet they I had, I almost picture like, you know, a PO box and a voicemail. That's really all it was. There was no business happening. There was no money there. And, you know, there was just a figurehead signing something. I mean, it was about as shadowy as you can get. And, and to say that the, the that this was the, you know, the EPA got fined $4 million. The church got fined $1 million. Uh, but all $5 million of that was charitable, was, was tithing investments uh, and, and what they call excess on tithing. But, you know, it was excess tithing that was put into these funds that then made money that went back into these funds. So this was tithing money all the way around. The EPA money was all tithing money. There's no other money involved here. 
Yep, that's exactly right. So that's not a great argument, but I can see why it'd be easy to distance yourself and say not. Uh, this is another one. Everyone said, oh, what a small fine, which in my mind also tells me they know there's a lot more money if they think the $5 million is small, right? It's a small fine. It's a slap on the wrist. That must mean it was really no big deal. They really didn't do anything wrong. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, I, you know, I think this is, uh, and I'm not an expert on this, uh, you know, but uh, it, it seems to me that, uh, you know, that's like saying, you, you know, when you're speeding, there, there's a, there's a limit on what they can find you when you're speeding. Um, and it's the same way here. I think there, there are limits on what they can, what they can find you for. Um, it, it's important to keep in mind that uh, it, in one sense, you know, where they say it's a clerical error, um, you know, that's, that's what it was. It was an intentional cl clerical error and that's why they were fined what they were, but there are limits into what they can be fined. This, uh, this is not like a tax issue where you can be fined, uh, you know, for all these extras uh, that, that you did. Uh, and so th there was a limit. I, I was personally very, I mean, you think about the reason they did this. They did this, they hid this money so that because they said people would stop paying tithing if they knew how much uh, they had. And they made way more than $5 million by hiding this. So all they're doing is they're paying a fine and all the SEC can do is pay a fine. If you want to pay damages, you're going to have to go to court and, and file a court, uh, you know, a lawsuit saying that, uh, and, and that's one of the things RFM recently talked about in a TikTok video is yes. because the church has said, we, you know, we did this for this reason. They basically said we were deceiving you. And that's something in my own family uh, I, I called uh, my wife actually st at the time uh, we were paying, you know, I'd start seeing problems and she was still paying tithing and we stopped paying tithing when we found out how much the church had. So yeah, their point was valid. We did stop. Now, do I have a lawsuit against the church? Can I go because they intentionally held this from me? Had I known this back in 1990 that the church had billions of dollars? I may not have paid my tithing for all of that time. And, and so there are potential lawsuits that could come out of this. Um, but the, the SEC only has a limited amount that they can fine companies. And it was a standard fine for this type of behavior. If a, if a regular company did this, they'd get the same type of fine. Right. And and really, the issue is not the size. Size does not matter here. <laughs> the issue is not the size of the, the fine, although people will find that as an excuse. But it's the fact that they were guilty and it says they're guilty and it doesn't matter what they were fined. It's, it's right there. They were absolutely guilty of doing this and there was a spotlight shown on it. And so if you can overlook, like you say, they're only allowed to find a certain amount. The point that you know, they were absolutely guilty. And now this is completely shown. And you're right, there is now talk. Um, like you said, RFM put out a TikTok that I think has like almost 100,000 views. And people are very interested in this concept of now that they have said, um, we were worried that people wouldn't pay if they knew, you know, that's not trying to determine, you know, things like what is charitable giving, or what is the law of tithing? This is more of a corporate fraud sort of a situation. So I know Bill Reels also put out a bunch of posts uh, kind of soliciting, can anybody come up with comments or statements or things written in manuals that 
you know, talk about how you must pay, um, things like that. Because, I, you know, I'm I'm guessing someone's going to try it. Don't you think? I know a lot oh, of people absolutely. have raised their hands and I, said, I, mean, I, I would sign you, up for a class action. I bet you can't yeah. find one place in any church manual where it says that your tithing dollars will be used to, as investments in multi-billion dollar corporations. Um, yeah. You know, they tell you how they're going to use it. They never tell you that they're investing your money somewhere else in, in no. another cause. So it's disingenuous. And I just want to clarify one thing you said, um, you know, that they paid the fine. The church claims they're not guilty. Right. Uh, the church never said they, that they're no. guilty. No, they're they saying, didn't. no, it's just cheaper to pay the fine right. than to fight it. But they, they, they definitely did this. They're, yeah. Know, the SEC report they wouldn't have paid the fine if this. they didn't do it. They they re recognized this is real gray area and it could go either way if we tried to fight it. Um, right. So we're not going to try to fight it. That'll make us look even worse. So. Right. No. Thank and you then for they would have that. to they have never how admitted much they it. had. You right. Know? Nope. So that's absolutely. exactly true. So yeah, that's a good one. But I'm hearing that a lot. Small fine can't be any kind of a big deal. Okay, so we kind of touched on this a little before and we can touch on it some more. People are saying, how would the first presidency be expected to understand all this? It's so complicated. They're religious leaders. They're not financial or legal experts. You know, they were taken advantage of. They didn't understand what was happening. Well, like you touched on before, Landon, and maybe you can talk a little more about it. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, um, number one is the, the financial expert is you know, the EPA, that's what they're there for. Right. And they're run by the church. So there were financial experts involved in this. They knew what the purpose of the 13F was. The 13F is to tell the SEC how much money you have under your control as a, as a financial um, investment firm. And they knew that, that, that they had to make it look like they didn't have that much money under their control. So they broke this up exactly for that reason. It's because they were financial experts that they attempted to do that. <laughs> if you were not a financial expert, you would say, uh, I've got all this money. You wouldn't even think about what if yeah. I start making shell companies and moving it around to look like yeah. I don't. You'd say, you oh, I've know. got to report how much money I have. And as they I understand financial it, experts. on that filing, all they had to say is this company is worth over a million dollars. Like it didn't have to say whatever 13 into 32 billion would be. It didn't have to say where they just over 1 million. So yeah, I still, think, I think very, it was over a hundred million or something. Maybe a hundred like million. That. Okay. Yeah. But I think you're right. But in their filings, they said it's over a million. They, yes. they didn't say it's, you know, because when they split it up 13 ways, then it might be, you know, right. uh, that it's 90, 90 billion or whatever, you right. know, but they just said over a million and it, and here it is. It's it's ninety million, not not uh, that. So uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, so we all know who gets put in. In I mean, even the Relief Society general president is a, is a lawyer. Uh, I the mean, historian is a lawyer. The historian yeah. is a lawyer. Like Everybody in the church is 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 legal experts. So to say that yeah. they're not financial or legal experts when they're all well known experts. Granted, is President Nelson a, a legal or financial? Expert, probably not, but his two counselors are and a large number of the Quorum of the Twelve, who I don't even know if the Quorum of the Twelve knew about these funds or if it was only kept to the to the presiding bishopric in the first presidency. Yeah, um, no, that's so, a very good point because you hear stories of, was it Packer that tried to go over and get information about it from EPA? Like they definitely 
exclude people or give different, they compartmentalize information and who they give it to. So nobody really knows the scope of anything. And, and the other side of this is, okay, they, they are religious leaders in addition to be financial and legal experts. And if I was a religious leader, I would think I would know that what I should be doing with extra contributions of charitable giving is using it for a charitable purpose. That would be my number That's one concern easy. as a religious leader. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my number one concern as a financial or legal person would be making as much profit as I could. My number one concern as a religious leader would be spending as much as that charitable giving as I could to make humanity better. And we see numbers of like $4 billion would solve world hunger. And yeah, we're talking like way that. more than $4 billion here. They, yeah. they could have solved world hunger if you if you use the UN's numbers for these. What were they thinking? <laughs> they could have gotten so much goodwill by spending this money rather than investing the money. Yeah. And instead, they end up in this mess. So no, I know. Uh, I think about COVID, you know, worldwide disaster. And I think about PR. Can you imagine if they would have put billions of dollars toward world recovery? They wouldn't even need a missionary program anymore because people would have such goodwill for the church and they literally would be the saviors of the world. Yeah, malaria but could be wiped out happen. in Africa yeah. with this money. I mean, yeah. there, there are so many major things that could be done so with this things. money. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's so much money. I think that most people have trouble wrapping their heads around it. Like I said, I'm watching that Bernie Madoff documentary. Very good, by the way. Anybody? I'm on Netflix, and they're all stunned that this you know Ponzi scheme is now up to um, like sixty five billion dollars. And I'm looking at that number, and I'm going, eh, whatever. Like I'm not even impressed with that number, you know, in this documentary because I'm in my mind thinking about everything going on right now with the church and going sixty five billion is nothing compared yeah, to what they have. Does potatoes. anyone understand this number? I think it's, I think it's impossible to understand. Yeah, for you and I, yeah, we, do, we, we and and I just have to the money you held up at the beginning of the show. Um, here, I'll hold know, it up again. Yeah, it's hold that up here. again. If if I were to say right now to our listeners, hey, we need some donations, guys. Uh, to keep, oh yeah, Mormonish need your money. Mormonish are not doing your money. very well. How many of you would give, and this is theatrical money, this isn't uh, Rebecca's real money. Um, no, this is theatrical money. This is not yes. my money. <laughs> How many people would give to yeah. us if we were waving that money around? That's you know? such a good point, Len. And you're right. You don't go to raise money by going, yeah, we need your help. We so need your help. You're absolutely right. What a great point. And that's what the church is doing here. They didn't want everyone to see them waving their money around. And yeah. that's why they didn't file the 13F under one name and tried to break yeah. it up. Wow. That was a great visual, Landon. Thanks for yes. coming up with that. And again, no, this is not real money. <laughs> it's for the theater. <laughs> it looks pretty real, though. Okay. Oh, here's another one that I read. And it said, you know, our our poor, dear First Presidency, these leaders, they're elderly and and they're not infallible. They make mistakes. So these people that are saying this, they sort of in the back of their mind are going, okay, look like something maybe did happen. Maybe there was something. Maybe they are guilty of something. But there's that they're older. They they just don't understand, and they're not perfect. Yeah, this fund was set up. I I should have got the date. I think in '99 or '96, somewhere in that time period. In fact. Uh, Someone pointed out, as if this is just coincidental, I saw this in some of the social media, uh, 
if you remember back in the 90s, there was a big article in Time called LDS Inc. Yeah, it was the cover story of Time. And that came out in August of 96, 99, somewhere in the 90s that came out. The EPA was established one month later. So is that coincidence that the church created this fund just after national attention had been brought to them uh, about them being this big corporation who had control of a lot of money? Uh, Seems suspicious, but that tells you then that the church knew exactly what they were doing. Um, These weren't elderly, infallible men. These were men who were actually trying to hide the money that they had. And that doesn't scream elderly. And the other thing we got to keep in mind is you've got you've got people um, like um, Irene, who's been involved with this account, at least since he's been in the first presidency, which goes back, you know, how, how long has he been in the first presidency now? 20 yeah, years quite or a while. Yeah. whatever. So he wasn't so elderly 20 years ago. And it's amazing how every time there's a mistake made, they're infallible. But when you follow their advice, we're told to follow their advice no matter what, even though they're elderly and fallible, we're supposed to follow their, in every life decision, including how many bulls we have in our ears. (laughs) Yet, uh, you know, they're charged with running billions of dollars. And now we say, oh, they can make mistakes and they're elderly. That's not who you want to have your money holding your money mm-hmm. if they're really elderly and infallible. Yeah, it's very convenient to say it kind of kind of blows with the wind, right? Whether if you agree with what they say, then they're spot on. If you don't, then, oh, they're just, you know, they don't really know what they're saying. So very convenient. But And, and how many people would give their money to a financial advisor who is, you know, 90 years old and you go, oh, it's so cute. He's still, he's still so handling my finances, but, he, you know, the guy's... Uh, out of his mind and you know what you wouldn't keep giving right. your money to him he could make a trade yeah. and make you bankrupt overnight you know yeah. you'd no, start saying exactly whoa right. that's not the person but we all say oh he's such a wise leader yeah. you know no again uh, it's just your brain you can't accept a truth or something that's very disturbing to you and so you have to you know your brain just works overtime on coming up with the reason why the facts aren't the facts exactly true Let's see. Oh, this was one that I thought was, we've probably all heard this before. Um, So I've heard before, you know, people saying there's so much money, who cares? We're told to be frugal. We're proud of them. But I read a few things in the last week that said, not only are they proud of the amount of money, but they're proud of what the brethren have had to do to make sure that it's safe. And to me, that says proud that they used whatever method, even if it's unscrupulous. They had to do what they had to do to protect the Lord's money. Yeah, I I, I think this goes back to uh, some of the statements that the, that the prosperity gospel that the, the LDS church has become, that uh, the way that you prove that you're righteous to the Lord is you have a lot of money, which is complete opposite of what Jesus said. He said, go sell all that you have. And, and give it to the poor, and then come follow me. Uh, somehow that doctrine has been completely changed to, hey, if you're successful in life and have money, you'll be the mission president, the state president. You'll be called, uh, I mean, how many of the, tw- you know, quorum of the 12 uh, are, are just regular people with regular money? You know, they're all top, uh, top-tier earners. Right, um, and I would and- bring up the second anointing, how as more information yes. comes out about that, <laughs> 
you really do have to be in a certain economic uh, stratosphere level. And they even ask people that have received that if they know other people in their same circles who might benefit from this. So, you know, your average person, ward member, that's not going to happen for, and neither are these bigger callings. It really yeah, the, is. The, the well, second anointing is the, is the Catholic bowl of, you know, the, the middle ages, you, 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 you give enough money to the church and you, you yeah. get your calling and election made sure it's no yeah. different than, than the, you know, bowls that were the paper bowls that were sold off yeah. uh, back yeah, in the medieval times. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny that, uh, uh, that this argument's even brought up. This is one I, I've heard from my own family. They're just proud of the fact that the church has been able to save all of this money uh, while completely disregarding what good this money could have been could have been used for. And and you know uh, the the press uh, conference where Elder Bednar went to and he said, oh yes, we do have that money. It's for a rainy day fund and we encourage all of our members to do that. That's frugal. How in the world would I as a member ever grow something like this when I'm paying for all of my kids to go on missions, uh, yeah. you know, tuition tithing, to BYU, fast, offering, fast yeah. offerings, uh, tithing 10%, and I have to pay taxes on top of it. Yeah. The church gets this all tax-free. The, the, the church has every benefit over every other investor in the world and that they don't have to pay taxes on any of this money. No. So they bring it in, they invest it, and all the profits, all the initial money, it's all tax-free. Think about Utah, which is funny, Utah doesn't have the uh, the lottery because that's evil, you know? Think how much money Utah would have if the church had to pay tithing on all of its billions of, if it had to pay taxes, I'm sorry. Our taxes, taxes would on, go down. That's all another of its way billions, that Our pay. taxes would be, yeah. yes. They would probably they, be non-existent. Yeah, that's Yeah, we'd exactly be right. like a Texas or something that doesn't have yep. income tax. Yep. Uh, and, and the schools would be, think how many of the properties in Salt Lake are not taxed because, you know, so the schools don't get that money that the church owns that are worth, that are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. So the church is making this nest egg on the shoulders of everybody else. And we're proud of that fact. We're proud that we're building our wealth off of everyone else. A non-member has to pay more taxes in Utah to cover the fact that the church doesn't pay taxes. He's bearing this burden. He's building the kingdom for the church on his shoulders. How is that fair? And why should I be proud of that fact? Now, the reason the church gets a tax exemption for this is because they're supposed to be doing something charitable with it. Right. So when they're not doing something charitable with it, they shouldn't be tax free, and it should yes. this should be reported, and this they should have to use the money that they bring in for a charitable purpose. Right. Um, and not only so, that, they're playing in a capitalistic world. You know what I mean? They go up and they bid against Bill Gates for property in Oregon, I think. Right. So they, they bid, of course. And then yeah. they're not paying taxes. I mean, it's just so crazy. They're playing in this arena, yet there are different rules for them that give them the edge in every way. Exactly. If Bill Gates wins that property, he has to start paying property tax on it. So right. that has to figure into his is income, you know, what, right. what's this property what worth to me? On it. Yep. I have to minus out the taxes I'd have to yep. pay where the church can pay more for it because they don't have to minus taxes out on it. So yeah, it's absolutely uh, unfair. 
And anyone who uses this argument to me, uh, they're, they're fooling themselves and, and they're, 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 you know, we all complain about how, you know, corporations have all these benefits and all the, well, the church is one of those corporations that, that receives probably larger benefits than any, cor any corporation does. And that they're not using the money for the purpose of which they're given the breaks for. And to me, that's, that's not just tragic. That's, that's absolute fraud in my, in my book. I know. And, and it's not about money. It's really about the good for humanity. And with all that money out of play, I mean, someone said it is in play. It's in the stock market. It's supporting companies. You know, there is that. But then why not give us a chance? You know, if we didn't have so much money that we had to pay to the church, we could invest. We could help companies. We could also get a benefit ourselves. I mean, it just, it's such a strange argument. Exactly. And the church could, the church could use this money for the missionary program. And it would be legitimate then. It would be a legitimate yeah. use for that money. But instead, we have to clean the church. We have to pay for our missionaries to go out while they take that extra money that they could have used for those purposes and they keep investing it. And the, the, the thing that I hear is, well, no one's making money off of this. Who in the church is, is rich yeah. off of the church money? To me, that's the saddest part of all. Nobody's benefiting from this. Nobody's Everybody's benefiting. giving and nobody's yep. benefiting from it. Are you saying it's, that you'd rather see President Nelson out there on a yacht? At least you'd know that some of the money had been spent. No, it, it makes it just weird. It makes yeah. it just weird. It makes me realize that it really is an apocalyptic mindset. Um, it's a doomsday kind of thing. They really do think that the fact that they wouldn't spend it during COVID makes me realize they really do believe it's for the second coming. They really believe that. And to me, that's even more frightening than somebody using that as a smokescreen. They really it, believe that. Because I don't have a rainy day fund for when the Lord comes. And if we need oh. money when he comes, I'm in trouble, uh, you know. And uh, will because... there be money? Will there be a stock exchange when the Lord comes back? If you read what's supposed to happen, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. So uh, that the fact that you're saying it's for the second coming tells me that you don't believe a second coming's ever coming because if you yeah. believed in the second coming, you'd realize there's no purpose for money in the second coming. So yeah. that tells me that you're saying there is no second coming. That's why we're saving all this money. Yeah, well, it sure does lend itself to a lot of memes. And I wish we had time to show them all, but there's all these ones of Jesus coming down, you know, now with billions comes to earth. You know, there's yeah. just so many funny ones because people just find it so unusual. So our last one here, this is sort of a little glimmer of hope. And I have actually seen with this situation, more people on the faithful side taking pause for a minute and going, hold on a second, Salt Lake, we have a problem. Like, it's sort of making sense that there might be something wrong. They actually are looking at it in a critical way. Have you seen this too, Landon? Yeah, I've, I've seen a few of these and, and I'm proud when I see it that someone has actually stopped and looked and said, uh, this just doesn't feel right, um, you know, and maybe the church should be more transparent. I think you're going to, I think, you know, we had the Sam Young with the, you know, the, the, uh, Youth interviews and the interviews, and, yeah. and we've had different people who who have stepped up and said, you know, there needs to be more Jesus in the temple, and now we see that. I think the next big call and the thing we're going to start seeing is a call for transparency of the finances uh, at all levels, uh, and that's one I just don't see how the church gives in on because when unless they substantially uh, change their uh, the direction that they're going, and I think that 
since this, you, you look at the spending since this problem became known, the church hasn't increased their spending on humanitarian efforts. They've in, in, increased their spending by announcing temples, 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 yeah. temples, temple grounds. We just saw the new master plan for the Salt Lake um, Temple Square. Temple Square. Or they're going to rename it Mountain of the Lord, or that's one of the recommendations. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to turn it all into this marvelous entity sort of like of, Disneyland. It like has Disneyland like a, with a, a monorail or like something. a monorail. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't looked into this, maybe we'll do an episode on this. It, but again, billions and billions of dollars are going to go into making this sort of Vatican, and, Salt Lake and Vatican. And why are they putting it in there? Because that's a way they can claim charitable giving. Yeah. We put it into a charitable building. But the building has value and the land that it's on has value. And that right. land and that value and that building value grows over time, just like your home. So right. it's just another way for them to grow their wealth by putting it into a, you know, a, 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 another investment vehicle that looks charitable, but really gives to nobody in right. the end. No, that's exactly it. Well, Very I just wonder though, do you, do you think, so conference is coming up in a month. Do you think they will dare have any talks about tithing? I mean, what are they going to say? I I think they're going to have to have a big revelation that steers people away from this. And whether it has to do with transparency of anything, maybe they, you know, what if they announce we're going to pay for all full-time missionaries from now on, you know? Yeah. Now that people would say, oh, You're we right. forgive that. That's why we have the billions. They saw this day coming and You're now right. they're paying for all the missionaries. They weren't wrong. They saw this day coming and they were just saving it up and it'll fool everybody into, yes, right. we we were going to do that. But there's got to be some big announcement that takes like a people's big mind off of this. Yeah, just to like a smoke screen and something big. That is so interesting. Now that you heard it here, everybody on Mormonish, some kind of giant announcement and i've had other people say that too there somebody posted oh i'm prophetic i i think that next month there's going to be some massive donation somewhere so you're yeah. right and again this speaks to change coming from the outside sam young like right Absolutely. where you're on the outside you draw attention and then suddenly there's some changes on the inside and of course well, the person on the outside doesn't get credit mostly they get excommunicated but the change still happens yes. and so that's positive so i well, wonder, it always I'm starts on the inside then the person has to end up yes. on the outside to make yes. a change and that's what yes. happened the whistleblower no one knew yes. about this fund until the whistleblower came forward and yes. now he's on the outside and now he's able to make a change but as long as he was inside he couldn't make a change. So I think I think people I think there are people out there who can see this and can see that there's a problem and say, you know, the church, you have to do better. You have yeah. to make a change. And hopefully there's some pressure from inside as well as outside to say you got to make a change here. Uh, this this massive accumulation of wealth is is wrong at, at every level. Yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. So do you feel that we've covered all of them? I think we probably have. Or, I'm or, guessing I mean, there's a few more out there, but, but yeah, I think there's variations. And, and, and you know, the bottom line is the same thing we've all learned as, as post-Mormons. People who are going to believe are going to believe and they're going to buy into this no matter what is said. They're going to, the church wasn't at fault. It was just a minor issue. And they're going to keep giving and giving and giving. Um and there's nothing wrong with giving. The, the question is, are you giving it to the most 
a useful organization right. that's that, where your money's being used to actually help people. And most yeah. Mormons will tell you, it doesn't matter if it helps people. I'm, you know, I'm commanded to give it. Yeah. Therefore, I give it and I give it willingly. Yeah, and, I didn't put that up here, but I did say that a lot uh, too. Uh, they said, what What does this have to do with anything and our covenant to tithe, you know, our covenant with the yeah. Lord? It has nothing to do with it. And that reminds me of when I was growing up, I they would say, well, you know, if you took your tithing in, you handed it to the bishop and he lit it on fire in front of you. It doesn't matter. You did your part. And when I was, you know, that made sense to me when I was a teenager, teenager or whatever, heard that. But now I think I'm pretty sure that's not what God would want. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think that's I mean, what the Lord intended. It's was to ridiculous. Run my money. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just all these funny, crazy things. So, well, I think we've covered it. And I hope that you guys, I hope this has been uh, uh, informative for you. I'm sure that you guys are all out there hearing different things and having conversations with family. And we'd be very curious to hear what you're hearing. Um, please comment and tell us the different conversations and discussions that you're having with family because I think I think this issue is not over I think that people will be discussing it for a long time I know Mormonism live which is airing tonight that'll be a few days prior to when this airs they're doing a big episode on that so that would be something interesting to check out too if you want to um continue learning and understanding exactly what the situation is because you know it's it's complex it, we covered it in maybe a more simplistic way but hopefully that helps people at least gain a rudimentary understanding at the beginning of this so anyway please uh yeah comment in the comment section and tell us what you're hearing and like and subscribe and hit the bell if you want to be notified when new episodes come out and uh, don't spend your money all in one place, right? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye from Mormonish. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.